Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X92.9's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Wednesday, September 20th, 2023. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Welcome to Beckler and Shauna Pisscast. I was kind of, uh, I had a few brain farts this morning. I did part of the news with my microphone off. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was funny because I I had my headphones on and I'm like, my headphones aren't working. That's weird. It was because <laughs> your your mic was off. So. reading the news to nobody but you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was great though. I, I heard it. So, you know. And then just playing the wrong clips and stuff, just kind of all over the place. But the show was good. Yeah. Had fun. Yeah. I forgot to do a shout-out yesterday, Shauna. Do you mind if I do a, a shout-out? Please do. Uh, to a friend of the show, Tracy. So I met Tracy on Monday. She came to pick something up for me with her, her mom and dad, so I met her parents as well. Nice. Um, she was trying to explain to them what a penis head is. Oh. She's like, I'm a huge penis head. <laughs> that would be an awkward discussion to have with your parents. Yeah, yep. her nice old folks. Oh, God. <laughs> That is the situation that we've put some people in. Yes. But then Tracy, so I was building something for her in my wood shop, and uh, she said when you, that clip you played where you dropped the vice on your foot and yelped, she's like, was that while you were working on the project for me? I said, it absolutely was. So, oh, that's amazing. Yeah. She'll always have a story to go with that project then. <laughs> Beckler dummied his foot with the vice. While yeah, Beckler was an idiot. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Uh, on today's show, we're going to talk about an environmental hazard you may not have thought of. Mm-hmm. The cost of one particular item, I mean, the cost of everything has gotten ridiculous, but this one particular item, you might not even believe this. This hurt me. And I put a bit of a mystery to bed yesterday after your out of context clip of the show. <laughs> I'm bringing my own wind. I'm farting out here. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I talked about this on the air a while back. I don't remember if you were here, if you were off the day I talked about it. But sometimes in the morning when I arrive down here at work mm-hmm. on 17th, there's this weird smell in the air. And it's like, it's very chemical. I would okay. compare it to. What I would imagine it smells like if there's a fire inside your wall and the insulation is burning. Okay. That's kind of what it smells like to me. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering, is that the smell of meth being smoked? Because there's a lot of action down here. Yeah. Down by the station. It's first thing in the morning. There's no one else around, really. And I was like, is that meth I'm smelling? I, but I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know either. Although, now that you say it... Pay attention. Sometimes you can smell it in the morning. I know what you're. I know that smell, and I'm like, I think I once had the same realization at so, one point. Well, I was. I. I. It was an unfamiliar smell. Mm-hmm. Um, my smell never fully recovered from COVID, so I don't fully trust it anymore. Right. But I've never like I've never been around anyone smoking meth that I know of. No one I know smokes meth, right? So, I. I don't know. Anyway, yesterday I was running down by the river, and I passed a guy smoking meth. And I was like, ah, oh, that was meth I was smelling. Mm. Same smell. Good. Same smell, Shauna. Yeah. The smell in the parking lot down here on 17th where we park, and the smell of this gentleman with his meth pipe, the same smell. Okay, so it is yeah. meth. I was like, oh. Great. 
that was meth. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Figured it out. It was meth. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I think I have to nominate myself as a bit of a Terry of the Month if I could. Okay. I don't even know if I should be admitting this, but I was at a bridal shower on Saturday. So the one thing about bridal showers, I don't know if you know this, but they often only offer up Prosecco and wine at these bridal showers. That's it, hey? That's it. Because those are the options that ladies like to drink at bridal showers. It just goes hand in hand. It goes bridal shower with Prosecco. Really, that's kind of what you do. Um, now, here's the thing, though. I, I can't really handle Prosecco. Like, I can do a small glass of Prosecco, and then it gets me a little loopy. Like, there's something about it that just we don't agree. Hmm. And in knowing this, and knowing that this is a full day affair, and these are ladies who expect you to have a drink in hand and be drinking throughout this whole thing, I was like, I can't handle more than one glass of Prosecco. So I was like, what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring a couple beer. (laughs) So I did. And then I hid the beer in the pantry. And when people weren't looking, I was sneaking into the pantry and refilling my Prosecco glass with beer. (laughs) Yeah, it's a dairy move, I'd say. And as I was thinking about this, I was like, this is ridiculous. Here I am, just when nobody's looking, sneaking in, grabbing my beer and pouring it so I didn't have to drink more Prosecco. Into one of those fancy champagne flutes? Yes. (laughs) So I had beer in my champagne flute. And I got to one point where I even put, they had the little fruit and stuff that you can put your put into your drink as okay. well and I was putting that into my beer just to make it look even more beer oh, really selling more Prosecco like hey? yeah yeah I didn't want anybody to know that that's what I was doing but yes when people weren't looking I was sneaking into a pantry at a bridal shower with my own beer and refilling my cup with it I didn't know that it was just Prosecco and wine at bridal showers yeah most times it is the like, last few I've been to actually have not had beer and it to be fair I mean I guess maybe the people there don't really drink a ton of beer, so they wouldn't think of it either. But nothing else? No no vodka? No, no nothing like that? No, no. Normally, you just, it's a, it's a classy affair. affair. You just have some wine. And at another point, a friend of mine, God bless her, was debating skipping the dishes booze to the place, though, because <laughs> she, too, was done with the wine and Prosecco. And I was like, between you and I, we're on the same wavelength here. That's a long day drinking Prosecco. That stuff's pretty sweet, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Well, and it's just stronger than beer, right? Yeah. Beer is 5%, so that I can kind of milk throughout a day. And Prosecco or wine is a little more high test. And I'm imagining a slow pan around the bridal shower and all their ladies in their dresses with their Prosecco. And then we get to you. And your Prosecco is a deep amber color with a healthy head. <laughs> it's like, nope. it's clearly like some Definitely sort of lager. Definitely was still the same color as Prosecco. <laughs> I didn't, I wasn't that stupid, okay? I was trying to disguise it. Sean, your Prosecco's brown. No, all it is is this pan of this beautiful bridal shower. And then out from the pantry is this girl that looks like she's been caught in the chair in the headlight look. That's Terry. That's girl Terry. That's Terry right there. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. We do have some white girl sayings. We do. Submitted by friends of the show. The first one. A friend of the show, Mark, noticed that the Halloween white girl sayings are appearing at Michael's Craft Store right now. Oh, good, good. He sent me a photo of a welcome mat, and it's got a pair of, like, witch's shoes, you know, Mm -hmm. with the buckles, and it says, the witch is in. That's cheeky. That's so good. Cheeky. So spicy. I love that. This one's a bit unusual. A friend of the show, Jamie, noticed that there is a menswear store downtown that has a digital board outside, like a, where they can put messages up above the door. Yep. And the board cycles through different white girl sayings. Right. She sent me this as well, and yeah. I was like, "Yeah, that is an an, an odd one." And she, I guess she stood there and captured photos of a few of the different sayings yeah. that came up, but it said, "We are stronger than we think." Yes. Dare greatly. Oh. 
extend gratitude. Mm-hmm. Enjoy the ride. I like those. You'll recall that this is outside of a menswear store, which yeah. is interesting. Strange. They're going after the sentimental dude, I guess. There you go. Have you been daring greatly lately, Shauna? I think I've been daring quite greatly, actually. Have you been extending gratitude? Yes. I'll extend it further, though. Good. Yeah, not quite long <laughs> enough. Uh, and then Sherry sent me one as well. It's a phenomenal one that just says... Tell me when the last time you ran through a field just to feel the freedom of creating your own wind. Oh, my God. Holy <laughs> hell. I mean, to be fair, the visual of that, quite nice. Running through a field like you're a child, you know, with no cares in the world. Uh, <laughs> the whole part about creating your own wind, though. I mean, <laughs> that reminds me of something else. Yeah, you just, you're say, ruining I, that white girl saying by thinking of farts. <laughs> When's the last time you farted while running through a field? Moments ago, if we're being honest. That's just it, right? Like, that's the best thing about running through a field is that the fart gets left far behind you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the wind's there for somebody else now. Also, when's the last time I did that? Never. A, I, gr- a grown man like me cannot prance <laughs> through a meadow to create. I'd get pulled over. The police, RCMP would be like, "What are you doing out here?" <laughs> I'm creating. My I'm envisioning wind. you in a dress too, just <laughs> turning around like the sound of music in the field. <laughs> so you're gonna have to come with us, okay? <laughs> I don't know if this is against the law, but, I'm but this is. <laughs> I'm bringing my own wind. I'm farting out here. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Etymology with Shauna. So I don't know why I got thinking about where the word tornado came from yesterday, but I did. These are the things that keep me up at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I started looking into that. So tornado comes from the Spanish word tronar, which just means thunder which is a pretty badass-sounding name. It sounds like the name of a god, really, Tronar. Sure does. Um, But from that, we got the word Tronada, which is thunderstorm. And this is really funny because over time, the R and O just got mixed up. So instead of Tronado, which was originally how it was spelled back in in Spanish when it was started, it's Tornado, and that's just a misspelling that we've stuck with. So It's a better-sounding word, Tornado, than Tronado. I would say so, although Tornado, again, sounds kind of bad. It just sounds like a god of some Mm -hmm. sort more. Anyway, uh, from there, I was like, okay, well, what are some other weather phenomena? We love weather here, so what are some other ones? Love it. Big Uh, weather guy. So Blizzard, this one's kind of uncertain, but it started being used in the hard winter of 1881. It and must have been one hard winter. It was a real hard one. That's the one where um, I, there's like historically a lot of documents about this winter and how hard it was. Right. Um, but in the 1700s, there was a word used, which was blizz. And blizz just meant violent rainstorm. So oh, it's a blizz outside. And they think that it potentially transformed from blizz to blizzard, which means just what we know now as a big snowstorm. You want to talk about great sounding words? Blizz. The words bl- the word blizzard is a great is a one. great sounding word. I love the word blizz too. I'd like to yeah. bring that back if it's a rainstorm. Oh, it's blizzy out there. Blizzard sounds like something not to be messed with. It's true. Yep. Uh, the word tsunami is very simple. It's a Japanese word, obviously, and it's a fairly new word. But in Japanese, it literally just means su means harbor and nami means wave. So it just means harbor wave. Really simple. Makes sense. That's a fun word because of that sneaky little T at the, the front. tsunami. It's a tsu. A tsunami. Uh, and then hurricane. That was used in the 16th century from Caribbean natives who were invaded by the Spanish. And the Spanish picked it up. And they think this was back in the 1540s. But it comes from the word juracon, which just means god of storms. 
Okay. So from there it was the Spanish hurricane. Right, because you got that soft thing. J in Spanish. Yep, yep. So God of Storms is what hurricane actually means, which is pretty cool. And the last one, El Nino, which we've talked about before. It just means boy. But they, What about his sister, El Nino? Yeah, that's the girl. But El Nino started just in reference to the Christ child. And the reason was because Peruvian geographers noticed there was this big transition from cold to tropical conditions around Christmas time out there. So they thought that it was the Christ child coming in. So those nice warm weathers, but it's the Christ child. So El Nino, boy, means Christ child. I hope baby Jesus brings us a nice winter this year. Yeah. It's an El Nino year, isn't it? It is, So hopefully a nice mild winter here in Calgary, thanks to baby Jesus. The Christ boy is coming. He's coming. (laughs) Etymology with Shauna. And Shauna Podcast. McKenna and I were talking to my parents on FaceTime the other night. My mom was telling me that they had, she and my dad were out shopping and they had gone into the store so my dad could try on some shoes. Yep. And McKenna laughed and said, I think that store only sells women's shoes. And my mom was like, no, the girl who was helping us said that lots of men wear those shoes. Oh my God. And McKenna and I were like, we're pretty sure they don't. So that's phenomenal. Oh, I thought that was so funny. Just so my knowing dad was your like, dad. Yeah. And, oh, that's funny. It's only funny because of who he is. Yes. Right? Like if yeah. if a if a man wants to wear women's shoes oh, or yeah. vice versa, whatever. Live your life. Yep. But my dad is old school. Uh huh. He's the kind of guy that thinks that you know he doesn't even like when a man has earrings, right? Oh, or when I had yep, long yep. hair, drove him crazy. Mm-hmm. So the thought of him prancing around a store in women's shoes. That's oh, they feel great. Fantastic. Like <laughs> a women's shoes show, store and him. Yeah. yeah, if he knew. If he knew. He would be mortified. And the, the employees are probably all chuckling. Because nothing else about him suggests he would be the kind of man to wear women's clothing, right? No, yeah. He's a man's man. That is hilarious. And women's shoes. Okay. Well. And then they're all in the back. And then I told him lots of guys wear those shoes. <laughs> Did you ever get to the bottom of the, if these were women's shoes? Oh, they were women's shoes for oh sure, Oh, my Shauna. God. That's amazing. So funny. Maybe and he's I, still in denial of it? He's like, no. They're like, no, the lady, the girl said lots. Of, anyone can wear those. And anyone yeah. can. You know what? Anyone can. Of course they can. Yeah. But for my dad's sake, they were women's shoes. Did he check he was, the sizing? Because it probably is W beside it. And that'll, <laughs> that'll tell you. That's the smoking gun right yep. there, isn't it? What's your size, sir? Uh, I'd be like at a... 12.5 in women's? <laughs> Check out fancy lady shoes over here. <laughs> they feel so nice. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. My youngest Brigham and I were at the library yesterday and we passed the shelf with all the new arrival books on it. Yep. And just we passed it and just kept walking because we were going somewhere else. And then he yelled, and he actually yelled this in the library. <laughs> he yelled, Rick McIver. <laughs> and I was like, shh, Brigham, we're in the library. And then I was like, you're six. How do you know who Rick McIver is? Yeah, what? The the Minister of Municipal Affairs for the province. I was like, also, Rick McIver has a book out? There's a lot going on right yeah, here. Yeah, I'm very confused about all of this. So I had to turn around and go back to the shelf, and I was like, show me where you saw the Rick McIver book. Yeah. Uh, it was Rick Mercer. Oh, so that makes just, a lot more Rick, sense. Rick Mercer has an autobiography out. Why does he Not, know who Rick McIver is? I think because he listens to our show, and during the election, we were laughing about Rick McIver and his walrus mustache. Right. And how 
You know, if you he think ran, that's oh my lord! And he remembered that and remembered the name Rick McIver. Hilarious! And saw Rick Mercer and thought it was close enough, and he yelled in the library, "Rick McIver!" Oh my god! If anyone heard that? What a like, strange! Yeah, what? <laughs> who? What that little guy yell? That's very odd. So okay. it was the uh, walrus mustache, I think, that Hilarious. locked in Brigham's brain there. Well, now he knows. Also, if Rick McIver is going to write an autobiography, I think the title "I Am the Walrus" cuckoo kachoo. Oh, that. I am the walrus, I'm subtitled Cuckoo the Rick McIver story. If Rick's there you go, listening, Rick. there you go. That one's <laughs> free for you, bud. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I was at the bookstore yesterday, and I wound up in the magazine aisle at one point, and I found this magazine that I thought looked kind of interesting. So I was like, oh, I'll grab myself a magazine to treat myself. So then I went over to the till, and she was trying to find the barcode, and it wasn't working or whatever. So she rang it in. She was like, holy crap. I was just like, well, what? And she goes, oh, that magazines are expensive these days. $27. For one magazine? For one magazine. Oh, my word. And she was <laughs> saying, she was like, yeah, it's crazy. Like, a lot of the magazines these days are actually just as much as books. And I was like, <laughs> I am not going to get that magazine after all. It was like some lifestyle magazine. I'm like, I can find those lifestyle tips online. It is not $27 worth of lifestyle tips wow. in that thing. Like, Holy hell. That's what I would expect to pay for like half a year's subscription to a magazine. Not a single magazine. The hardcover books, I had two of them. They were cheaper than the magazine. The hardcover. And I was just like. Wow. And I mean, books are expensive these days too. And I understand that. But at least a book you can display (laughs) in a bookshelf. And maybe you keep it for your library or whatever. A magazine? What are we doing here? Brigham and I were at the store the other day. Mm -hmm. And we uh, we were looking at the magazines too. And he's like, can I get this one? And it was like 18 bucks or something. And I was like. This is insane. Oh my God. No. No. That's crazy. Like, why are, why? What did we used to pay for a magazine? Like. Four dollars. I was going to say like six bucks maybe. If that. Yeah. Like I think Teen Beat was yeah four bucks four ninety nine <laughs> something like that and was for a very long time and then all of a sudden uh, I don't know when the prices jumped up this much but twenty seven dollars is insane. I mean it, it it makes sense when you think about it though because I'm sure circulation is way down right? right like you said a lot of that stuff is available online I'm mm-hmm. sure it's way down and it's still I mean the format is very nice yes. of a magazine right and it probably takes quite a large staff to put together an issue of a magazine from the from the editor and the format the formatting and all that stuff yeah. the printing the writers all that it probably takes a lot of work to put out but a monthly this, magazine it's not a sustainable but business model no, because nobody's really paying $27 isn't. and it, it, you're right it is sad because I used to enjoy picking up the odd snowboarding magazine mm-hmm. and there was none left they're all gone yeah. because again it's too expensive and obviously not realistic I like, But I feel like I had a subscription to Transworld at one point yeah I think I did too, or Snowboard Canada, or yeah. both. And uh, it's sad because it is still fun to have that physical copy. I like it way better than looking online for information. Absolutely. And stuff. But you're right. Like at 27, I'm sorry, I cannot support you at $27 magazine. That's probably what they need to charge their remaining subscribers in order to like actually put the magazine together. So, like you said, it's not really sustainable. Mm-mm. But that's wild. 27 yeah. bucks for a single magazine? I just was like, I'm going to put that back now. Who's buying that? I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know. Wealthy people? Or yeah. if it's like, if the magazine is like very niche, it's like very niche to your hobby. If it's a special edition, like I've seen some of those, yeah, where it's like a really fancy... Celebrating the queen. Yeah. You know, right? She... <laughs> something like that. And it's a collector's item in that right. case. It's something you're not going to throw out. But the average magazine, the intent is you read it and then you toss it, mm-hmm. right? You're not... 
$27 for something that you read and toss? No. Mm-mm. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. We both mentioned snowboard magazines. Did you ever have a subscription to uh, a different magazine, Shauna? Was there a magazine you read regularly? I had a subscription to Modern Drummer Magazine for quite a few years, which was cool. Yeah, I'm trying to remember, like, I remember as a kid, the Chickadee Magazines. Chickadee. Yeah, my son Bo still has a subscription to Chickadee. He loves it. And Owl after that. Yeah. I don't think I actually had a formal subscription to any. Now that I say that, though, maybe... One of the, like, 17 or ones briefly, somebody may have gotten me a prescription or a subscription to one of those. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Nothing, like, for a very long time that I recall. Modern Drummer was cool. It's, like, lots of interviews with the drummers that I loved and, like, Sweet. you know, gear reviews and stuff. Yeah. It was very cool. For Christmas, my mom and dad would always get me, yeah, the snowboarding magazine. Yeah. So I was always loved that. And then I'd rip the pictures out, and my entire walls in my bedroom were covered in snowboarding pictures. Yeah. Was, which oh, was yeah. the style at the time. It was. In this book I'm reading right now, the guy was talking about the magazines that are always for sale at the at the grocery store. Yep. He said, how are these still in business? Like, Brad and Jen have reportedly been close to getting back together for 15 years now. Who's buying this stuff? I know. People still love to... People still love gossip, though. Well, it's funny because I feel like the gossip magazines are, yeah, the only ones that haven't gone up drastically in price <laughs> because people are still buying them, so... I'll check the price on those next time I'm in line at the checkout, but yeah, they're. I think more. I think it's like seven or eight bucks still, which is a lot better than twenty-seven. Surprising that the internet hasn't crushed those as well, though, because I mean, like, Perez Hilton has been around for 15, 20 years now, right? Which this is a lot true. of the same stuff. Yeah, people still like the physical websites, like Just Jared and the TMZ. physical crap talking. Yeah, they like to see the crap talking in, in person. Yeah, I like my mind rot physical. Yes. Well, if you are the type to curl up with a nice book on a quiet afternoon or a gossipy magazine, I said you can uh, do that in the comfort of your Shane Holmes home. And if you live in a paired home and you're worried about noise from next door, well, you won't hear it. Nope. It's always a quiet time to read a nice book. Yes. Or trashy magazine in a Shane Holmes home. It's beautiful. Do that next level soundproofing they employ when they build their paired homes. Learn more at ShaneHolmes.com. Shane Holmes, the better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Tell me if you think this is reasonable or super duper soft, Shauna. Okay. So an Instagram friend an Instagram friend of mine made this cautionary post the other day and it said, Hey neighbors, please don't use fake spider webs to decorate this Halloween. Fake spider web decorations kill birds. It's strong enough to snare an owl and takes a terrible toll every October on small birds, including hummingbirds. It's also deadly to monarch butterflies and even bees. It's so funny you mentioned this because a friend of mine posted the same thing. Probably the same friend. Maybe. I think it was a different way hmm. of wording it, though. So it might have been another friend. And I, I, I thought the same thing. I was torn. I was like... Hmm. Like, if it does do all that, I mean, we're all very aware now when it comes to those plastic things, when it comes to, like, cutting them up, right, so Uh that you don't get it stuck on a bird's neck or something. So now, I mean, if that's truly what happens with these spider webs, then maybe we should be more aware. I don't like them just because they're next to impossible to get off the trees. They're a nightmare anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Once they're there, they're there forever. For the rest of time. For the rest of time. Uh, I also, I mean, I don't want to be snaring owls no. and hummingbirds. And I like those things a lot. So <laughs> bees, but I know it just it think, sounds soft. But do you think it's a real problem, though? Oh, that's a good. Question. Like on the list of things that are killing birds, you got at the top by a mile house cats. 
house cats are just murking birds all over the world. Well, that like, and glass that looks glass, too, a little too clear. Like power lines zapping birds. Yeah. Vehicles murking birds as they hit them. I mean, that's a big one. Uh, where do you think fake spider web falls on this yeah, list? Yeah, it's pretty low on the list of like the kill birds probably although what are the numbers like i don't I, know i haven't looked into them i read that if you that if you leave at your house cat out overnight mm-hmm. it'll kill 10 to 12 birds are you kidding me yeah per night per <sighs> night and so people are just like ah she's an outdoor cat it's like yeah she's out there just murdering birds yeah i had outdoor uh, cats growing up and there were a few of them that oh, were real good at hunting you've got many, tens of thousands of bird deaths on your hands oh i mean like many of them would present the bird to us they would come in with a dead bird because they wanted to give it to us. And I was like, no, God. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that cat is definitely a lot more of a danger than the spider web that yep. your cats, may be up on your tree. Your cats will have killed more birds themselves yeah. than all the spider webs that will be sold at Spirit Halloween yeah. this year. That was always a stem of my nightmares as a child as well. Yeah, you don't want your cat bringing in a dead bird. Right. Okay. It's one of bird murder outside. Okay. So on the soft scale, then uh, yeah, it's it's kind of in the middle there. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I was thinking fondly of my air fryer yesterday. <laughs> I looked upon it lovingly, and I was like, I love this thing. I just put everything in there. It's great. Like, and so many friends that I have are now on them too. And I, I know it's been a thing for a while, but it's like all of a sudden, anytime I talk about it, they're like, Yeah, I need this too. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, it's just great. Uh, and then I got thinking about the goat of appliances. The what goat would of household appliances. The greatest uh, household appliance of all time wow. be. When I looked at the air fryer, it's like, it's up there for me. But of course, I, of all time, probably not. Mm-hmm. In my current day-to-day situation, absolutely. You know, I believe one day when you were gone from the show, I talked about this. Oh. But I don't remember what I said. So I'm down to have the discussion Please. again. So yeah. The, there are a couple that come to mind right away. Let, let me hear, let me hear your thoughts first before if I were to talk about this. So. Okay, well, first off, I would say the stove is a big one. Stove right? is a big one, huge, right? Because then you can actually cook your food. It makes it so that you can actually make full meals. So the stove, when that came to be, that's that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the toaster, I thought of, but I'm like that just toast bread. So I mean, that's just more of a luxury, right? It's like too narrow to to be the goat. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the toaster oven, however. Okay. That's a bit more because it's kind of a mixture of both and it's a little more compact. And so the toaster oven's great for all kinds of things as well. I think the microwave blew minds when it was introduced. Oh my God, I didn't even it think It seems about like the magic. Microwave. You're right. And it makes it so much easier to make things. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, I think it's, it depends if you count one other one, but it, it's the fridge. Yes. Just because, I mean, think of the the work that went into like not getting sick from spoiled food before the fridge and freezer, And right? that's what I was thinking as well. When you think about it, yeah, it prolonged so much food. It saved so much waste. It allows us to eat stuff we wouldn't otherwise be able right? to. And then the freezer. Like, the freezer oh, might even man. be more intense than the fridge, right? Because that, you can you can freeze things for how long? Yeah, because back then we had to pickle everything and can yeah. it and salt it and cure it and now yeah. we just toss her in the freezer think about that like back then you would be hunting let's say and if you didn't have a freezer to put all that meat in and then all of a sudden the winter would come and there'd be no fresh food mm-hmm. and you could starve whereas then the freezer comes in and all of a sudden you can freeze this stuff and have it through the winter when you have nothing else mm-hmm so that would be my answer, unless there's one other th- that I considered. Okay. Do you count the furnace? Mm. Because in this part of the world, furnace is pretty great. Furnace keeps you from dying for most of the year. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's a part very of true. the year, I should say. I don't a good know if I would consider year. that an appliance, though, but I guess it is, mm-hmm. right? 
I mean, then, then you could get into the nitty gritty, like, is it a telephone and appliance? It's big for, huge for communication as yeah, well, when that I first came to be. Yes, the TV is an appliance. Yeah. The TV, it's a pretty big deal. The radio. I think that would actually be number yes. one. Obviously, the radio is number one. The okay? device by which you are listening to I this. I can't believe we can... Oh, okay. The greatest device greatest ever. Ball, the radio. The, radio. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast. A Calgary Heritage Moment. You've probably heard that Superman has a connection to Alberta. If not, the connection is that Superman 3 was actually filmed here. Parts of it, at least. When the discussions of filming the third Superman installment began, the ideal locations were the wheat fields of Idaho and Iowa. But at the time, these areas were unavailable for filming, which had film crews looking elsewhere. Enter Alberta. Location scouts noted that the plains of Alberta were perfect. They looked exactly like the fields of Kansas, which is what they wanted, as that was the part of middle America where Superman grew up. When the crew explored Alberta, they came across the town of High River, sitting on the edge of these vast wheat fields, which would be transformed into the fictional town of Smallville, Clark Kent's hometown. Glimpses of Calgary were also seen, representing Metropolis, where Superman lived. One of the most recognizable movie locations, however, is still in High River. It is now simply known as the Superman House, though it was actually the home of Lana Lang, who was Clark Kent's high school girlfriend. The house was originally built in 1905, and it looks a little eerie, with a circular turret on one side and what appears to be an attic with a balcony. Recently, some bushes were cut down around the property, which had some residents fearing it may be getting torn down. The opposite is true, however, as the house is set to become an enhanced tourist experience. It's being transformed into a permanent haunted house, which will be called Mystic Manor. Ooh. It will also involve a psychic medium, a coffee shop, and gift shop, though fans of Superman will still be able to experience the parts which appear in the film. Although critics call Superman 3 the weakest of the franchise, the filming locations within the province are a point of pride for Albertans, and it gave residents the chance to meet Christopher Reeve and Richard Pryor. Many Albertans still have autographs and photos that they were able to snag with the famous actors from when they were in town. This has been a Calgary Heritage Moment. You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later. After Hours, a weekly podcast that brings X Afternoons with Mariah and Ty to another level of awesome and allows you to listen on your own terms. Go behind the curtain and hear the stuff you won't hear on the radio. Like, f they're going to say f Find X After Hours wherever you get your podcasts or on the X app.